Canuck Central, we're in the Kintec studio. Canucks and uh, LA Kings from Rogers Arena tonight. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned VC company helping local business since 1892. Yannick Hansen joined us in hour one. You can find that now on podcast and also some discussions around the uh, continued rumor mill that surrounds this club what they will do with their coach what will happen on the trade front and i'm sure many of those questions will persist as we begin the mailbag here today sat let's do it uh we're going into the bullpen today Uh, we've got uh producer ben filling in for josh filling in Josh, uh, I'm still here. He is still here. Uh, the thing is, Josh Elliot Wolf had a procedure. Yeah. And since the procedure, let's just say he can't speak for more than like what, 10, 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> well, we, we I can talk. I just can't. Yeah, I can't like talk well or like loud enough, so it's fine. And then it hurts. Yeah. So what else is new? Not <laughs> much. <laughs> it's so funny. So Josh, uh, <laughs> everybody came in today. Oh, how you doing? Oh, yeah. How you feeling? Yeah. Uh, it hurts to talk. Oh, yeah. That's well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep, keep asking, asking him questions. <laughs> yeah. And I came in a bit late today because yeah. I was coming in from the Canucks autism thing. So it's like the fourth time I heard the same conversation. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes before the show. And I, and I asked Josh, so how did the procedure go? You just see the look on his face. He's like, again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, Ben, I'll do the best I can. Is firing up the questions. The cues. Number one. From Phil, should Martin be given the chance to be the number one goalie? No. Uh, I mean, Quick. Uh, yeah, I agree. Should he be the one for the time being, the favored goalie until Thatcher finds his game? Is that more? Let's just change the question a little bit. Yeah. Does it make sense for Bruce to lean on Martin more than Demko in the short term? So if you got three starts and if you got five starts, you're giving three to Martin, two to Demko. Well, he's only lost one start in regulation this year, yeah. so. But he's not competing for the job, or he's not taking the job. Like, uh, if Demko plays well tonight, guess who's playing on Monday against the uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights? Thatcher Demko, Kirk McLean. <laughs> so, uh, I think riding the hot hand, yeah, sure, I get it, but like, we're not kidding ourselves that Martin has been. He's, he hasn't been Spencer Martin of, like, last year with the 950 save percentage over six games that he played. Um, he's kind of been Grant Fuhrer for the Vancouver Canucks, just saving one more than the other guy and doing it well. So good good on Martin, but, yeah, no, still got to be Demko. Next, why do you think that the new management team that came in doubled down on this current roster? Ooh. From Jordan. Sorry. Did they double down? Well, I mean, they uh, – Kind of, kind of. Like they didn't double down because if you double down, I mean, you would have uh, signed Bo as well, yeah, and you would have probably extended Bruce and everything like that. Like I think that would have been a true double down, a bit of a half, right? Like it was half measure. Yeah, but what it was indic- uh, indicative of is that they're not going to do a full on rebuild. They're going to do it on the fly kind of yeah. deal, and which is you know always gives Canucks fans. a the bit of chills and reminders of what happened in the past, and that's what uh, scares a lot of these Canucks fans. But I don't think it's a full double down on the roster. It was kind of a half-hearted double down. We just, it would have looked like less of a double down had they moved a, a couple more contracts that they wanted to. It's not like um, 
you know, if they continue to like, you know, just go all in with this roster, <laughs> it would be in stark contrast to everything they've said. And already, like everything they've mm-hmm. done has been somewhat in stark contrast to what they've said publicly about their thoughts on the roster. It relies too much on the goalie. They have structure yeah. issues. There's a culture problem. Like everything we've heard from Jim Rutherford says he wants to make changes. And he continues to say that he wants to make changes. They just have yet to happen. So until they do, it feels and will feel like a double down. Just wait until they sign Bob to a contract extension oh, before buddy. a trade. That's a double down. <laughs> yes. Now we've doubled down. <laughs> From Judge, what exactly is the Canucks' plan? Assuming they have one. Are they trying to right the ship, trading top players for picks, dumping salary, tanking for Bedard? It's a very confusing team right now. Yeah, they're not tanking for Bedard. Or at least not yet. There's a very real scenario where they tank on this season, but it's going to be... On purpose? Well, I I, I could see them making moves to... Like, if you're out of the playoff picture, and they are very close to being out of the playoff picture already, you know, does it become a season where you try and trade your UFAs, Maybe you shut some da- some guys down early in February, March, if they're they, they've got some lingering in- injuries, you know. And well, that's what you have to do. But I think you also ha- you would have to either shut down a goal. I know Demko hasn't played well, but yeah. he will play better. You have to shut down Demko, or you got to trade Demko. Yeah, like the, their pathway to doing that is trading Bo and trading your goalie or shutting down your goalie. Yeah, it's just it's very hard to see them getting uh, into the upper echelon of percentages for the top lottery ball but i do <laughs> think it. i think they would i think with the way the season is going if they can get subtract a couple guys from the roster they would like to get a top 10 pick yeah i think they would be happy if they can pick in the top 10 i mean for all the talk about bedard and, and yes i mean who wouldn't want connor bedard especially a local boy and all that but it's a good draft yeah there are a lot of good players outside the top two or three as well right so if you get into the top 10 you could find a big difference maker long term so you, you talked about it in the last segment where, you know, it's it was kind of a wait-and-see sort of approach that the management group took to this year. Yeah. Well, they've been seeing some of what they've seen, and it will – it doesn't necessarily change, you know, what they think of the two- to three-year window. But if you're being smart about it, yeah, you try to, uh, you know – you try to improve your draft pick for at least this year yeah. and open up some cap space if – some opportunities become available ahead of the deadline in order to give yourself some flexibility heading into the offseason and add a top 10 pick to this group. Perfect. Next. From Super Daffy. If they had a top half of the league decor, would they still need to rebuild? No. That was a tough one to read. No. No. Because if you have a top half of the league defense, no, you don't. I mean, the problem is they have like a bottom, you know. Last year it felt like they had like a... They were kind of in the 16 to 20 range, so to speak. Kind of. Where, where are they now? 16 to 22, maybe? Right now, they're like 25 to 32. Yeah. yeah. They're in the bottom third. Yeah, definitely. Like, strongly in the bottom third. And even 16th would be very generous last year. I think they, I think they were kind of more in the 18, 20 range last year, which is en- enough below average, close enough to average that you can get away with it and get close. And they get, got close, but not close enough. But they allowed yeah. bottom five goals a game. So that's... You know, top five goals against in terms of how few goals they gave up. So they did well in terms of getting saves. But the defense, yeah, I mean, that's that's the big issue here. The biggest problem has been Oliver Ekman-Larsen. Which leads to our next question. (laughs) 
there was a lot of talk leading up to the OEL deal that there was a pressure on Jimbo to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And we saw that with the big mortgage, the future trade. Does the fix it, in quotes, comment from earlier in the year mean more impending doom or a longer term fix it plan? The the fix it thing is hilarious to me. Like, are you not trying to fix it? Yeah. I well, get it. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the point, I think the point of all that is, if ownership said, you know, fix it, it's that it's on management to make the decisions they need to make that they feel like yeah. is going to get the team on the right track. That's pretty much it. Like you have authority to go and make the deals you want to make, which I think they've had all along. All along, they've had the authority to do whatever they want to do. And, and I do think, because you know, Francesco himself has said this. And he said it after they made the management move. He said, I believe in these players. I believe in this core. But he said it's up to the management team to make the decisions they want to make. But obviously, he has a level of belief in it. Could his level of belief have dwindled enough that he doesn't believe in them anymore? And that could be true. And maybe he's like, you know what? Whatever you guys want to do. I, I was already saying do whatever you want. But now, especially so, like, I'm all for it. Like, maybe that's the case. But from the authority standpoint, I think management's had the authority. It's it's listen, I'm not saying I'm not defending management here and I'm not defending ownership. All I'm saying is like the authority, Rutherford and Alvin have authority. It's about how you execute your authority. Uh, fix it doesn't mean for me like they're going to go and trade another top 10 pick if they get one to try and push the roster forward in the summer. No. Like this it's always felt like a and even when Rutherford was on with us last week, you know, could it be a take a step back to take two steps forward sort of thing not take four steps back to take five steps forward yeah you know but you know an understanding that there has to be at some point maybe a little bit of a reset with this roster so no i i don't see another wild i'm trying to save my job type of trade like we saw with the oel trade that the previous management group made if there was to be a trade from five canucks thoughts who are the Canucks most likely to trade before Christmas other than Horvat? I'd say Garland's pretty high on the list. Yeah. It's hard to uh, to suggest. Like, See, Myers, yes, and it could happen, and there are possibilities. But like we've mentioned so many times, in the offseason and in the final year of his contract and once you get to September, like there's so many ways for that asset to be much easier to move even if you head into next season once once everything is taken care of yeah that if you're trading him now you're doing so with the understanding of punting on some value that's going to come free for you in about six months time seven months time yeah it's uh it's hard for me to see anybody that isn't named horvat get moved before christmas yeah i think you know Brock, of course, is always his name has been out there. It's been very quiet on his end. I'd say the clubhouse leader would be Connor Garland. Yeah. With players like Luke Shen and, and even Kyle Burrows, if you do end up you know, trading them off and selling them for assets as, as rentals, like those are guys you trade closer to deadline day, not before Christmas. Yeah. From Guy, lots of talk about Horvat potentially going to Columbus. I think it's Guy or Guy. I think it's Guy. Okay. Guy. I, I knew a guy named Guy once. So. You know a guy named Guy. I knew a guy named Guy. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a guy named Guy that used to call in all the time uh, to Blue Jays post game shows. I think French is Guy. Yeah. English is Guy. guy. Hey, and Guy. I, what up, Guy? What's but up, guy? It, I, I'd be like, hey, uh, hey it's Guy. Uh, uh, what's up, Guy? Be better. <laughs> 
uh, and would, it would be like, oh, it's actually guy. And then, you know, I'd, like the next awkward. time it, it would be like, awkward. hey, guy, and then it's, oh, it's actually Guy this time. Like, come on, man. Like, which one is it? It's hard. Future hey, parents sorry. out there, I'm don't sorry. name your children that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It confuses us. Guy, yeah. appreciate the question. It's about the radio host. Who guy or maybe Guy. Sorry. Which prospects would Columbus consider giving up in a Canucks trade for Horvat or a different Canuck? Honestly, I'd not s- David Yurichek. No, I'd say Ken Johnson. Mm-hmm. And before people get excited, that probably means that they're willing to trade him. And I like Ken Johnson as a prospect. Like I'm, I'm high on him. I love watching him and coming up uh, and high on him as a prospect. And you know, if the Canucks were able to get their hands on him, they're getting a very talented young prospect with the potential to be a star scorer in the league. But he does have some uh, issues with his game. He's still a young player. You know, yeah. a lot of flaws, too. And if Columbus is actually willing to move him this early after picking him fifth overall, uh, that's a, lo- a few red flags. But I'd say that if you're looking at the best prospect available, he would probably be the guy that's most likely to be available. Even if, He may not be, but that's the, the guy. The one thing about Columbus, um, you know, would they want to trade any of their higher-end prospects to acquire Bo Horvat? And would that even remotely make sense for the Vancouver Canucks? I don't think it makes sense for Vancouver unless they get their first-round pick this year, which is not happening. Yeah. Or if they're getting one of their prospects that they really like. Because they do have, uh, you know, Andrew Peake, who's 24, signed to a decent contract. Yeah, I like right Andrew shot, Right shot D. Uh, we've talked about Roslovic, who's 25, right shot center. They have, a- they have Adam Boquist. Like... If Vancouver is if Vancouver is high on Boquist, mm-hmm. and he's signed for two point six, right hand defenseman has some potential and all that sort of stuff. If they really like Adam Boquist and view him as a difference maker, maybe that's a guy that Columbus would be willing to move, right? Because they're trading a guy with salary, and then maybe you're throwing you know a future pick in there or something like that. I'm I'm not sure. I love that trade because I have some questions about Adam Boquist's ultimate potential and being the type of player they really need on the back end, even though he has a lot of talent, but. I could see Columbus looking at that, not in one of their prospects, but as like, hey, this is a guy we're willing to move off of, and Cole, maybe Vancouver's high on him. Cole Sillinger could be interesting, too. I don't see them doing that, though. Yeah. That's that's sort of the issue when it comes to trade fit. Yeah. Next, from AJ, if Bo were to get traded, who is the Vancouver Canucks' new captain? Or who would you have for captain? Luke Shen. Wow. I mean, Luke Shen, yes, short-term. Long-term, I'm not sure that guy. I don't know yet. Honestly, I I'd, I wouldn't name a captain. They go three apples? I, I wouldn't name a captain. I don't think anybody like, has, has PD shown you that he's captain material. I think he can lead by example and all that, but I don't know if he's mature enough yet. Not in an immature way, but I don't think he's mature enough yet for that role. Quinn maybe started to show some of those qualities towards the end of last year. Uh, Quinn's probably your best bet, but is he ready yet? Maybe not. Or is that the time to throw it on? I think the team is just trying to get get his legs back. Yeah. You know, and I think next year, let's say you're in a bit of a transition year, are you going to slap the C on a... Does it make sense? Add that expectation on a team where they're just trying to find their footing and get things going under a new coach, perhaps a new vision. Does it make sense to put that responsibility on one of their young players at that stage? Probably not. Yeah. It's boring, but I'd say they probably go with a bunch of A's. So just... Would would Miller be the uh, clubhouse leader, though? If you had to put a favorite on it? Probably. Yeah, he could be, but Sounds I'm not sure that's term. a guy I want to name captain either. Yeah. Leader, but not sure. I think he would be like the betting favorite, but it wouldn't be my choice. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Moving on from the Vancouver Canucks, who would play you in a movie about your life? A biography, autobiography. Like, who is playing you? Yeah, I, I feel like you thought about this before. Oh, man. It's Jason Alexander. See, he knew right away. <laughs> Just knew it so he confident. It right away, yeah. <laughs> it's Jason Alexander. It's Jason Alexander. I'm not, I, I, I don't even... I'm kind of embarrassed by it a little bit, but, you know, it's the reality of the situation. So, yeah. I haven't thought about it. No? No. Hmm. I don't know. Danny DeVito! Dan oh. DeVito. That's for Dan Ricci. Oh, we're just getting, uh, just going with every short actor of all time. Every <laughs> short actor with an Italian name. <laughs> I mean, De Niro is pretty short, too. Did you see the platforms he had to wear for the Irishman? Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't see the likeness, though. <laughs> Scott, you're unsure? Yeah. This one says Michael B. Jordan is Dan Riccio. Oh, boy. Yeah, for sure. Def- definitely Creed. Not. Yeah, Creed. That's a size for sure. I'd probably be the jobber that he fights, you know, at oh. the start of the, the film. Just to get, you know, get a couple of wins under the belt. That would be me. Uh, I don't know. Most likely. Like what, Mark it. Ruffalo or something? Old gray guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old now. Mark Ruffalo. I love it. Is that not the Hulk? It's yeah. A good shout. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So Sat's the Hulk. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. You are just the Avengers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Tony Stark. Chris Evans, maybe. I don't know. Chris Evans, yeah, definitely. De- definitely not Chris Evans. Josh is like Chris Evans before he became Captain America. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Before the serum. I'm already, I'm already down <laughs> yeah, and no, injured. No, man. But no, you know what? Josh has been working out. Yeah. You're seeing a difference. Just make sure you have a lot of protein shakes right now so you don't lose all the weight. Nah, it's, it's, too <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's been 24 hours. It's too late. Next from Proton Cannon. Can we send you snail mail questions when Twitter dies? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Who doesn't love getting a good letter in the mail? You know? It means more. <laughs> it really does. I like never check my mailbox anymore because all my bills show up, right? And it's like... I never check. I almost never. I, I do check, but it's like yeah. once a month thing, and it's always like full of flyers. Don't well, send I mean, your fan mail to Sat's <laughs> home address. <laughs> send it to work. Pretty much all of my like bills come electronic now. Oh yeah. You know so. Yeah, exactly. You pay your on your apps and everything. Yeah. You're just paying your on- online banking. I love me. I love me a good uh, a good letter in the mail. So absolutely, snail mail. Let's go. Bring it back. Do you have a letter opener? I do not. No. Then do you really love a letter? I mean, I don't get enough mail to like justify having a letter opener yeah next uh, question from discount dracula best ice cream joint in town or it could be gelato 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 okay. gelato yeah gelato mm, yeah, uh justo in, a, in olympic village that's really good their gelato is fantastic have the janduya yeah okay and you won't be disappointed what is that janduya it's it's a type of chocolate mm. it's like the og nutella flavor yeah, I think I don't, it's, uh, based, uh, it's based out of Torino. So there's some good options. There's a lot of good ones, especially around where we're at. I gotta the, go. With, uh, the Mafia Gelato is pretty good too. That's good too. I'll and, go uh, with uh, a commercial, a traditional one that's just solid. Ernest never misses. Yeah, never misses. I like to go Dairy Queen. Personally. Oh, <laughs> Dairy, Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen. Hey man, shouts to Dairy Queen. Why not, man? Uh, a blizzard hits. on a, a blizzard on a hot day in the summer. Still, peanut Buster still par- very elite. Peanut, peanut Buster, Buster Parfait. parfait. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the, no. the nutology, the uh, <laughs> the uh, ultimate blizzard is uh, peanut butter uh, Reese's peanut butter cups with chocolate chip cookie dough. 
Dude, Next. that's my go-to. It is unbelievable. Ooh. I will pay the extra for cookie dough. <laughs> so, so good. I, I, will, I Ernest, will never get to experience. Ernest has great ice cream sandwiches as well. They do. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's a good summer treat. Like yeah. Ice, good ice cream sandwich. Oh, there's a place, I forget what it's called now, that's um, in Yale Town that has really Mister? good ice Yeah, really good ice cream yeah. sandwiches. They the, like, uh, char them on the outside. Oh, man. It's like, how isn't this melting as you're like the putting a flame one? They have a creme brulee one? Yep. Delicious. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so am I. Final Sounds like we all have a sweet tooth. <laughs> Unbelievable. Final question we have from Mike and Tawasson. I just finished putting up the Christmas lights. Is it too early to be doing this? No. <laughs> you want to do it before it gets too cold. And especially it's been like nice out as well lately. Yeah. Hey, listen, like you don't want to do it in the rain. So do do whatever no. makes you happy. But I will say, once you have some Christmas stuff set up in your in your living room, it's nice and cozy. <laughs> so that, this is the question Dan and I were talking about uh -huh. in the bullpen before. Okay. Would you rather it be this weather outside where it's sunny and cold, or 11 degrees and raining? What type of rain? From Ben Bastram. <laughs> what type of rain? Like like torrential rain or just like some light rain? Dan? <laughs> oh, I'm 100% sun. Yeah. I'm uh, going like lightish. It's raining, but it's not coming. Oh, it's like dude, it's, it's the that. really dark and, and kind of like it's wet. constant rain. Yeah. Like not like light rain, you know, light like those days fine. where I'll, it's I'll like I'll take 11 lightly. and light rain. Yeah, I'll take that. You'll take 11 and light rain yeah. over like five light and sunny? Yeah. Like Weather Network says light rain or rain. Because it won't rain the whole time when it's light rain. No. It kind of break through and it's just nice. Man, this is like the most wild take to me. Why? The sun. It, it's nice it and gives warm. you life. We get it sun. gives everybody life. We had, we've had plenty of sun. We had the most sunny October we've ever, we've ever had. And it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Josh just wants it to be like, he wants an Miserable. atmospheric river this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that term, atmospheric river. In May to September, it can be nice and hot and sunny, but once we get to October, give me rain. Man, I thought like this whole like thunder snow thing in Buffalo was like you know the ultimate weather. People just get like getting everybody scared, and then you're seeing the videos. You're like, well, that's that's a lot of snow. That's a lot. Of, like the whole arena. The like, stadium's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, and so there's like lightning in the middle of the snowstorm. I've never seen that before. Yeah, but it's not great. hence the term thunder snow. Sounds like know, something man. you would get at like. Uh, you know, the monster trucks at, at BC Place. Or an ice cream store, maybe. That yeah. could be an interesting uh, flavor. Thunder, thunder snow. Thunder snow, heat dome, atmospheric river. I swear to God, I've never heard these things before, like, <laughs> we got to the year 2020. Yeah. Climate change. Climate, like, the pandemic and everything else. Yeah. Heat dome. Mateo's <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Poco apparently has great, uh, great gelato. That's, it's coming from an Italian, so we're going to trust the text box. Text box is like Wikipedia. You trust everything on Bella there. Gelateria moved. <laughs> it used to be down by the water there in Coal Harbor. That was a good spot. Oh, yeah. But it's not there anymore. Mm. That was sad. Oh, man. Also, people think sad is wild for choosing rain over the sun cold. Somebody texted and said, Anne Hathaway would play a good sad Shaw. <laughs> yeah, man. She's a great actor. Um, Chris Farley would play a good Mike Halford. Okay. That would have been really good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Mike and Tawasson. Samuel L. Jackson Mauricio. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I could probably do a good Samuel L. impression. Yeah. Not that I'm going to pull it out right now. You can do a snakes on the plane it's, one? It's impossible, it's impossible <laughs> to do it without cussing. So, you know. Is it? Yeah. yeah. 
then please do it. No. You're the only purple Jedi lightsaber ever. <laughs> uh, Noonan Texton. What a uh, random thing to say. That's good. I like okay. it. Uh, I, good, good that point. I would be played by Oscar Isaac. Ooh. That's pretty accurate. It's pretty close. That's pretty the good. The bullpen agrees. Yeah. The bullpen agrees. The producers agrees. like that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Candy is far too generous for Halford. That's one text message. I thought it was Chris Farley. That's another one. Oh. Well, maybe uh, they misheard. Vicky on Twitter, if you could only pick one sport to watch live for the rest of your life, which sport would it be? Everything else is and can be watched delayed, and you already know who won. Can you repeat that again? If you could only pick one sport to watch live for the rest of your life, which would it be? <sighs> well, assuming I'd like to keep my job. Hockey. Hockey. Yeah, I got to say hockey. <laughs> Baseball is a sneaky pick, though. It is fun. Because then you would be able to, like, that would be the best. Like, you would just be at every baseball game, and you'd be in the sun every day. That'd be nice. We're going all the Vancouver so now you want to be in the sun. Can. Now I want to be in the sun. In the summer, Josh wants to be in the sun. Yeah, exactly. In the winter, he just wants all of the rain. But I would say, like, baseball as a as a going to a game is probably my most uh, enjoyed sport. Uh, so, like, could I play golf? Is, am I allowed to play golf? I would assume so. Okay. You just can't watch. You can't watch, I can't watch golf. You can, oh, yeah. You can't watch anybody take a swing. You got to look away anytime. And you're, anyone Man, is. Master Sunday is like one of my favorite days on the calendar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could give up Master Sunday. Anyways. No March Madness or basketball would be pretty tough, too. That's a fun time. Basketball, Ben, coming out. I know. I have to represent. <laughs> uh, all right. Adam Sandler for Sat. You know what? I could see it. Adam Sandler? <laughs> He's got range now. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, well, I guess like Adam Sandler and um, what was it? What was it called again? Yeah. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. We just did that. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you didn't even lean into it, though. <laughs> Do people like nobody listening to the show knows what the Uncut Gems thing is? <laughs> Uncut well, Gems. No, no, you got you to gotta lean into it. Lean into it. Do it Anka Joms. Oh, man. No, not really. Ben, can you do it? <laughs> Anka Joms. <laughs> not great. Not great. Dan's going to... Sat hated that movie for the record. No, yeah. I mean, I, it, <laughs> I'm getting anxiety thinking about that movie. Jeez. Like, the movie ends and you're, you're shaking with anxiety afterwards. Like, that's not a fun thrill. It's like being on a roller coaster for two hours and you can't get off of it. Anka Joms. <laughs> There you go. So good. This is so disturbing. <laughs> All right, that's it for the mailbag this week. Get set for the Canucks and LA Kings next on Canucks Central.